This is a hip-hop legal investigation. Rest in peace to hip-hop. Say a prayer. And why is that, you may ask yourself? Well, it's pertaining to the individual that's right in front of you. Mr. Lawrence Irving Montag. And what does he have to do with Judas Priest? Well, we'll find out. We'll also find out why this case is being called the Rap Lyrics case. In a nutshell, Rap Lyrics are now admissible as evidence. As you'll see in the story, Judas Priest had the same issue, but different outcomes. Drinking beer, smoking marijuana, listening to Judas Priest, and contemplating suicide. Ray was dead within seconds. Jay wounded himself, survived for three years, but later died from what doctors termed complications of his injuries. James and Ray were chanting, do it, do it, do it. They did not even know where it came from. It came from the Judas Priest album, according to Dr. Wilson Brian Key, a professor of marketing who has written extensively on subliminal messages. He says the song, Better By You, Better Than Me, contains the barely audible words, do it, repeated over and over. And each time do it is increased in hysterical intensity. So it's do it, do it, do it, do it. And we pulled 12 of those out of that one song. Dr. Key sees images of sex and death in all kinds of things, from the Ritz Cracker to 17th century art. He sees the word sex written in Lincoln's beard on the $5 bill. There is no subliminal content on the Stained Class album. Observers of the music scene are frightened by this and other recent court cases. I think right now the attacks on rap music and heavy metal represent a very essential threat to liberties. The members of the Judas Priest band say they've done nothing wrong, that the whole notion of subliminal lyrics is preposterous. But you say do it sometime during the recording. George Lewis, NBC News, Reno, Nevada. I do know the signs preceding suicide. And I know a little bit now, I know more now. But there was nothing, there was no appetite to change. Uh, he didn't give any of his things away. Uh, he didn't lock himself in his room. He didn't disappear, he didn't do anything. But on December 23rd, 1985, Onetta Roberson's son, Ray Belknap, shot himself to death. His best friend, James Vance, watched and then turned the shotgun on himself, blowing off half his face. It took James Vance three years to die from complications from his injuries. That fateful evening, Ray and James sat in Ray's bedroom, drinking beer, smoking marijuana, and listening to a Judas Priest album called Stained Class, heavy metal music. They ran into a local schoolyard shouting, do it, do it, before both boys fired their shots in a frenzy. James Vance later wrote a letter to Ray's mother saying the Judas Priest music was responsible for their behavior that night. The more he listened to it, the um, crazier he got. I'd come over here and he'd be asleep and he'd get up and the first thing he'd do is turn the music on and it was always Judas Priest, always. And um, just, it was like the first thing that got him started in the morning. You know, some people have coffee, James had Judas Priest. The boys' families sued the band and their record company, CBS, blaming their product for driving the boys to shoot themselves. And today, the case went to trial in Reno. What makes it even more incredible is that the lawsuit contends the teens were influenced by subliminal messages of death and suicide on the record. One of their main witnesses is Wilson Brian Key, who's written books on subliminal messages. Time must end before 16. This reoccurs in the lyrics. The idea that 16 is a high point in life. After that, it's all downhill, so pick your time and place and blow yourself away. 
Okay, the first line of Red Forward uh, says, New Arms into Adular Bliss. Now, when you take that line out and play it backwards, you're getting this. Sing My Evil Spirit. Judas Priest and CBS Records deny that there are any subliminal messages in Judas Priest's music or that the music is in any way responsible for the deaths. According to a spokesperson for CBS, these were two deeply troubled young men who were substance abusers with a history of violent behavior. These young people were probably already in trouble before they ever heard Judas Priest. But as a force that lowers the inhibitory defenses against suicide, legitimatizes, in effect, the act of suicide, yes, indeed, they have a great deal of responsibility. Is there anything there that could be considered a subliminal message? Definitely not. It is the claim of subliminal messages that propelled this case to trial. Similar lawsuits claiming rock music caused damage have been thrown out of court because lyrics are protected as free expression under the First Amendment. But the judge in this case says subliminal messages are not protected as free speech. What is really on trial here is the whole concept of subliminal persuasion for which there is at best limited scientific evidence. The courtroom is no place for reveries about the unknown capacities of the human mind. The shotgun used in the suicide was presented in court today. So was the record album. It's the record album that is on trial. John Blackstone, CBS News, Reno, Nevada. He's basically said that the music has uh, done more than get him amped, more than get him juiced up, charged. The music has actually, in his words, brainwashed uh, the two boys. And he felt compelled to take his own life. One of the witnesses scheduled to testify against Judas Priest is a youth counselor who claims that much of heavy metal music sends the wrong message to impressionable young people. Much of the music talks about you need to die to become powerful. And in death is power, in death is control. And I think that the music specifically spoke to them, told them exactly what to do. But the music and lyrics of Judas Priest are protected by First Amendment free speech guarantees. What is not protected are so-called hidden or subliminal messages, which attorneys for the families claim exist in Judas Priest's music. In a pretrial hearing, so-called expert witnesses claim to have identified these allegedly harmful hidden messages. But an attorney for CBS Records, Priest's recording label, told Entertainment Tonight, quote, there are absolutely no subliminal messages on this record. And in this situation, with two dysfunctional substance abusers who engaged in often violent fantasy behavior from an early age, it is unfathomable that people would look to something no one can see or hear as a cause of this tragedy, end quote. For their part, the band Judas Priest, who will be called to testify in court in days ahead, has maintained that their music has no hidden messages and no overt message of self-destruction. We love our music very, very much and continue to get a great deal of pleasure out of it. And I think it reflects on the millions of people around the world that also share the priest experience that uh, we're just here for a good time, you know. And that's what rock and roll is all about. This is little solace to Raymond Belknap's mother, who says her suit has a goal with regard to the band's music. I think it should be censored. And I hope they just, I'd like to see them quite naked. In an attempt to demonstrate the existence of these alleged subliminal messages, the prosecution recently brought in a man named Bill Nikloff, 
who was identified as an audio expert, but who turned out to be a marine biologist and only an amateur audio enthusiast. Nikolov set up some computerized equipment and proceeded to unveil what he seemed to think were such evil hidden messages as do it and F the Lord. See what you make of this. Would you, would you tell us what of your uh, reverse phrases we are hearing now? Um, Expert of uh, the Lord. I think that because of the uh, what we're hearing today with regards to the, to the real credibility of the witness, the, this, the whole case is based on, on this so-called expert's testimony, and it appears to be more and more shallow. You know, this guy's no qualifications, and uh, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to be. Uh, they, don't, they just don't seem to be don't seem to be able to prove in any way, shape, or form whatsoever that there are these subliminal messages on the album. Are there subliminal? Do it on the Better By You Better Than Me song. Absolutely not. This past Tuesday in Reno, Nevada District Court, Rob Halford repeatedly denied the previous week's findings of a so-called audio expert who searched long and hard for backwards messages in the music of Judas Priest. What are the sounds that you hear at those locations uh, on the 24 track uh, made up of? The sounds I hear are essentially um, my on exhalation of breath at the end of the at the end of the line that I'm singing. And to show that he didn't invent a way to sing forward in order to be understood backward, Halford even gave an impromptu performance. Would you sing those two lines with the as you sang them? Can we just sing them now? Yes. Can you sing them? <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> you need a drink of water first? <laughs> I think I get the right key. Um, it goes. <clears throat> better about you, better than me. You can say what I can see. Thank you. It's the, yeah, is the exhalation of breath? Yes. Uh, is that a normal part of your singing? That's the way I've always sung. This is my style. But later that afternoon, the prosecutors thought they found a smoking gun when Halford admitted on the stand that Judas Priest had, at one time, used backwards vocals on a song called Love Bite. It's just as much as an artist would add another piece of paint to a, a picture, you know, it's just uh, from a, an aesthetic value. Uh, it could possibly enhance the song in some way from a, from a sound point of view. When I was asked in my testimony yesterday, under oath, to tell the truth, I explained that there was that one instance that I could recall. Uh, this again, I think, reflects on our position that we have absolutely nothing to hide, nothing to conceal. We're here to tell the truth and to prove once and for all during our defense that there are no subliminal messages on Better By You, Better Than Me. There are no subliminal messages in any way, shape or form on any Judas Priest record. We wouldn't be here if we'd got something to hide, you know. We'd, we, we welcome this opportunity now to have our say. What we don't want is little bits and pieces blown up out of all proportion because prosecution has got nothing else to, to go on. The second example is taken again from the song Invader. Um, the reverse lyric in my interpretation is, Hey look ma, my chair's broken. Uh, the forward lyric is, they won't take our love away. They are experts at creating illusions and images. 
They make their living by these illusions, by making things appear to be what they are not, and allowing those to whom they sell themselves and their products to escape into fantasy for a little while. Again, I'll state it, and I'll state it all throughout this argument, I can't prove they altered it. Cannot come in here and prove to you, Your Honor, that they altered it. I have no way of ever doing that. This is the same Jewish priest that said for the last four years that we never put any backwards lyrics on any song, on any album, ever. This is ostensibly a products liability case. Plaintiffs must prove a defect in this product, that that defect is unreasonably dangerous to the ordinary consumer, and that that defect was a proximate cause of the injuries suffered. Plaintiffs have not met and cannot meet those requirements of the claim. The product is the record album staying class. The alleged defect is the presence of subliminal content on that album. The alleged subliminals are of two kinds. There are do-it sounds and backward messages in the lyrics. Plaintiffs can prove neither the subliminal nor the content. I feel more confident than ever uh, during these last few days that we made our points in our demonstrations uh, more clear than I'd, than I'd been at any other time. And uh, we go away today feeling very, very confident that the judge will make in our, in our decision the right decision. In a 108-page written decision handed out to the only parties on hand in court to receive it, the plaintiffs and their attorneys, Judge Jerry Carr Whitehead found that Judas Priest and CBS Records are not liable in causing the deaths of James Vance and Raymond Belknap. The words do it are present several times on the Stained Class album and are subliminal, but they are the result of a chance combination of sounds and are not intentional. There is no proof of backwards masking on the album, and in any case, no scientific proof that backwards masking can be perceived or affect conduct. The judge also ruled that corporate attorneys for CBS were inexcusably slow in providing master tapes of the Judas Priest album, and that had those tapes been provided promptly, the whole trial might have been avoided. In light of this, he fined CBS $40,000 to be paid to plaintiff's attorneys to compensate for costly court delays. While Judge Whitehead ruled that the band and its record company have prevailed on the ultimate issues in this case, he also noted that scientific research into the effect of subliminal messages is in its infancy and that this subject is simply not a closed issue. I think it means they've got to watch out. This certainly isn't going to be the last case like this, and uh, I would certainly file another one tomorrow morning. Sooner or later, a case like this will win.